Hey everyone, welcome to the year was the podcast all about today that gives you just enough information to effectively be that guy at the party causing all your friends to question, hey, who invited you? Like, seriously, why are you here? I'm your host Michael Montalvo and for the next few minutes we will swim through the river of time to try and find out what makes today truly unique. In this episode we examine the events that occurred August 3rd. Apologies on the delay of this episode, I'm going through a job change and things have been a bit hectic. It's Olympic Day here at the year was and so I thought we would take a look at Jesse Owens, one of the athletes that made the Olympic Games what they are today. I've tried writing this episode a few times now and haven't been able to really crack it, so hopefully this one goes well. Jesse Owens was born James Cleveland Owens, September 12, 1913, in Oakville, Alabama, to Henry and Emma Alexander Owens. Wait a second, I hear you say. You said his name was Jesse, not James. And yes, that's true. You see, Owens got his name, Jesse, after moving to Cleveland, Ohio. Owens went to school, and after being asked his name by a teacher, he told her JC, which was a nickname that he went by. The teacher misheard this name as Jesse, and the name just kind of stuck. Owens' athletic career would not begin until junior high, however. When he joined the junior high school's track team, he shattered a long jump record of 6 feet by leaping an astonishing 22 feet 11 three-quarter inches. This athletic domination continued into his high school years as he won multiple major track events and Basically, any time Owens entered a race, he was either winning or setting records in it. By 1935, he was at Ohio State University, and although a superb athlete, he was not granted a scholarship. It was while at the university that Owens once again saw success at the Big Ten Championships in Ann Arbor. It was here that he set three world records and tied for a fourth, all in 45 minutes and with a sore back he received from falling down a flight of stairs. I'm going to let that sink in for a moment. It was actually these victories that gave him the confidence to enter into the 1936 Olympics. And these Olympics were, of course, to be held in Berlin, Germany. Now, the thing you need to remember about the year 1936 was that only three years prior, Adolf Hitler had declared himself a dictator and he had some pretty bad views of the world. One of those views was a racial superiority of the Aryan race. Berlin was named as the location in 1931 and was meant as a symbol to welcome Germany back into the world after its defeat in World War I. Hitler's rise to power was a bit of a setback to this idea and his anti-Semitic and remilitarization of Germany began to worry people. It's said that Hitler only supported the Olympics because he was convinced to do so by Joseph Goebbels because there was a value in a propaganda sense. It was thus determined that the Nazi party would throw its resources in an effort to further advance the ideology of that party. While Owens and other athletes would eventually compete, many pushed for a boycott of the games because of Hitler and his views. The U.S. only narrowly approved its participation, but many Jewish athletes chose to continue their boycott of these games. 
1936 Olympics officially opened on August 1st of 1936, but the year was 1936. And on this day, Jesse Owens won the first of four gold medals at the Berlin Olympics. Owens won his first medal in the 100-meter dash in an environment that was kind of against him, and he did it with a time of 10.3 seconds. This was just only faster than his teammate, Ralph Metcalf. Then he went on to win gold for the long jump on August 4th, and another gold for the 200-meter sprint on August 5th, and a final for being part of the relay team to compete in the 4 by 100 relay on August 9th. Hitler and his German officials were enraged and embarrassed by Owen's superiority on the track. But unlike Hitler, the German people grew to love him and cheered him on. German athlete Luz Long even offered Owen's advice on his second long jump for the qualifiers after officials ruled a practice jump as a legitimate jump. As previously said, he was denounced by German officials, and although the story goes that Hitler refused to shake his hand, it's probably only partially true. According to the article I read, Hitler had stopped personally congratulating athletes after the second day of competition, although he would continue to see the German medal winners privately for the duration of the games. Even so, Owens would later write in his autobiography that as he passed Hitler, he waved and Owens waved back. He would then go on to famously state, Hitler didn't snub me. It was FDR who snubbed me. The president didn't even send me a telegram. After the Olympic Games, Jesse Owens retired from amateur competition at 23 years old. That's right, he did all of this before his 24th birthday. He would go on to work in boys' guidance activities, make goodwill visits to India and East Asia on behalf of the U.S. Department of State, and would serve as the secretary of the Illinois State Athletic Commission. He would receive the 1976 Presidential Medal of Freedom in front of the 1976 Montreal Olympic team, and would posthumously be awarded the Congressional Gold Medal in 1990. Jesse Owens died of lung cancer at the age of 66 in 1980 in Tucson, Arizona. That's going to do it for us today. If you like this podcast and want to hear more, give us a rate and a review. That helps me out and helps us in a direction that is hopefully good for all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find the Year Was Audio version on your podcast app of choice. You can find me on social media and at YouTube at the Apple Cider Club and as always, I want to thank the Tim Kreitz Band for our musical theme, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.